Welcome to the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology meets sociology, along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. On today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about Sunday School Sundays. Yes, this is the time when we set aside some time for Christian education. We'll go over a Bible lesson that includes the scripture verses, introduction and background, the context of the setting, then we have a verse-by-verse exposition breaking down the verses. Finally, we'll wrap up with some summary, life application, takeaways from the Bible lesson, as well as some discussion questions and the DDR, the Home Daily Devotional Readings. We're in the midst of our winter teaching series. The Call of Women in Ministry is this last month's theme of February. During the past three months of December, January, and February, we've been talking about calls in the New Testament. As we looked at Jesus' calls before birth, as well as Jesus' different calls in the New Testament, finally we will wrap up these past five weeks as we dealt with the fifth Sunday in January through these four weeks, these four Sundays in the month of February. We talk about the call of women in ministry. We looked at Anna, a prophetess. We looked at Joel's prophecy fulfilled at Pentecost. We looked at Philip the evangelist who had four daughters who had the gift of prophecy. Last week, we looked at the Samaritan woman at the well. This week, our focus is on Mary Magdalene, a faithful disciple. Our topic is showing loyalty. We have three particular passages of scripture we're going to go over. Number one is Luke chapter number eight, verses one, two, and three. Mark chapter 15, verse 40. And then finally, we end with John chapter 20, verses 10 through 18. Our main thought, our key verse for our Sunday School Sunday episode is Luke chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. From the KJV. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Again, that was from Luke chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, our memory verse, our main thought. Our lesson setting, it takes place around the region of Galilee, as well as Jerusalem, around the years circa A.D. 27 through 30. Throughout history, people, especially those in religious authority, have downplayed the role of women in ministry. The following narrative reflects the responsibilities a circle of devoted women had in the ministry of Jesus. Although several scriptural passages are used to support this missive, the conclusive can be reached that women have been called to be have called been called to the mission of Jesus Christ from its inception. 
This lesson will chronicle women such as Joanna, Susanna, Salome, Mary, and Mary Magdalene, whom Jesus first appeared to in all four Gospels. Who is Mary Magdalene? Throughout the history of Christianity, she has been maligned as a former prostitute. However, the Bible never refers to her as such. The Bible records that she is intensely loyal to Jesus and his movement. She stands watch as he hangs on the cross. She is also one who comes to his tomb to anoint his body with spices for proper burial rituals. Whether or not she was a rep repentant prostitute is irrelevant because the text only demonstrates her passion for Jesus' work and will. The text only indicates that she was healed of seven demons, which gives us some indication as to why she was so heavily invested in Jesus' success. She was simply grateful and knew how to demonstrate her gratefulness in tangible ways that helped to advance his cause. Her status as a prostitute is brought up only to discredit her high status in the early Christian community as a woman. This backstory is created because, as a woman, we need an explanation of why she is able to come and go as she pleases. In our preconceived notions of first century Jewish culture, we want to account for her material and bodily freedom. In our lesson, we will discover the true character of Mary Magdalene and the nature of her relationship with Jesus. That is why it's important to base everything with the scripture. The Bible has to be authority. Do not come with false hoods and fables and tales because this whole Mary Magdalene is a former prostitute you can't find it in scripture loyalty loyalty is an indispensable virtue as a basic moral principle from which many other principles can be derived Loyalty is expressed in distinct ways with family, friends, one's career, and brand. Loyalty means committing to something with a wholehearted devotion. What does it look like from God? As Christians, we can appreciate this virtue when we reflect on how God has been loyal to us. He is faithful to renew grace and mercy for us every morning. See the reference to Lamentations chapter 3 verse 23. The fact that we are alive every morning is proof. God has been faithfully watching over us, keeping us, strengthening us when we were at our weakest, healing us when we were at our sickest, saving us when we were lost, and ultimately Loving us even when we did not know how to love ourselves. It is glaringly obvious how God has been and continues to be loyal to us. What does it mean to be loyal to him? 
The answer to that question is discovered through the actions of the female disciples in today's Bible lesson. All of the gospel writers agree that at different stages throughout his ministry, Jesus relied on women for the support of his ministry. Their loyal service and faithful commitment to the task assigned secured their place of prominence in scripture. Our Bible lesson will be broken down into four sections. Section 1. Introduction of the women. Luke chapter 8 verses 1, 2, and 3. Mark chapter 15 verse 40. Section 2. Mary alone at the tomb. John chapter 20 verses 10 through 12. Number 3. Mary's encounter with Jesus. John chapter 20 verses 13 through 16. Section 4. Mary follows Jesus' command. John chapter 20 verses 17 through 18. Section 1. Introduction of the women. From the King James Version it reads, Luke chapter 8 verse 1, 2, and 3. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities Mary called Magdalene out of whom went seven devils and Joanna the wife of Chuzas Herod's steward and Susanna and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Prior to this scene, Jesus had dinner with a Pharisee named Simon and encountered an unnamed woman. This unnamed woman came into the house and began crying. She wet Jesus' feet with her tears and then anointed him with perfume. When Simon scolded the woman, Jesus rose in her defense by noting he had not offered by the household the customary treatment of water for his feet, neither kissing a kiss of greeting. The woman had been the only one to provide these luxuries to him. As Jesus sent the woman on her way, he forgave her sins. And Simon's guests began to question Jesus' authority to forgive sin. Soon after this event, Jesus began to travel the region, preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God was at hand. Jesus was not alone in his journey. As Luke noted, the twelve disciples were with him. Some women also were present. One in particular was singled out who was identified as Mary Magdalene. Continuing the list of Jesus' com companions, Luke noted two other women, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the steward of Herod Antipas, and Susanna. Mary Magdalene had forever, has forever been identified as the woman from whom Jesus exercised demons. 
However, it would seem she was not alone in having been healed. Joanna was one of the women from Galilee who followed and provided assistance to Jesus. She was mentioned with Mary Magdalene, Susanna, and others as having been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Joanna was also was among the women who brought spices to anoint Jesus' body and brought and found the empty tomb. Along with Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother James, she delivered the news of the resurrection to the apostles. Luke also noted that the women from Galilee saw the crucifixion and the placement of Jesus' body in the tomb. The fact that Chuzza's wife was among Jesus' followers suggests his message reached the aristocracy. Joanna's presence among Jesus' followers has led to speculations that either Chuzza died before she began following Jesus or that he himself was also a convert, although neither to suggest is suggested by the text. Nonetheless, these women who were identified as major donors who financially supported Jesus' ministry. This probably included meals, travel, and lodging for both Jesus and the disciples. When Jesus asked the fishermen to follow him, there was a need to provide sustenance for the movement as well as for their families at home. Luke noted these blessed women gave freely from their possessions. What is important here is that these women were not typical Jewish women who generally did not have ownership in property and wealth, but were women of financial acumen. How they acquired their wealth is not documented. However, Joanna and others were able to provide for Jesus. It is impossible to know the exact number of women and all the identities of those who were supporters. In a period during which the contributions of the women were viewed as unimportant, Jesus rejected the norms of society and committed what would have been considered an appalling act by allowing women to travel in his company and be counted among the disciples in his public ministry. Mark noted several unidentified women who were obvious supporters at the scene of the crucifixion, noting they were looking on from afar where they would be safe from Roman and Jewish reprisal. Mark recognized Mary Magdalene, but also noted another Mary was present. The second Mary was recorded as the mother of James the Less, the younger, Josie's, and Salome. James the Less was not one of the twelve. Mark was thought to have called him, quote, the young, end quote, or the small, in order to distinguish him from James the son of Zebedee. Nothing else is known of him. Josie's, his younger brother, was called Joseph in Mark in Matthew, excuse me, chapter 27, verse 56. Salome is not to be confused with the daughter of this Mary. 
the wife of Clopas. She was another female follower of Jesus who ministered to him in Galilee and traveled with him to Jerusalem. If Mark chapter 15 verse 40 and Matthew chapter 27 verse 56 are parallel accounts, Salome may have been the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Salome, along with the two Marys, brought spices for Jesus' burial. Mark chapter 16 verse 1. Nevertheless, Mark supported the Lucan record of the women who were active supporters in Jesus' ministry. Section 2 is entitled Mary Alone at the Tomb. We read John chapter 20, verses 10 through 12. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And see of two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Section 2. After the women brought Jesus' disciples to the empty tomb, John said the disciples went away again to their own homes. At face value, John's rendition of this action seems impossible because this would place them in Galilee, far removed from Jerusalem. Additionally, Going to their own home would have Mary going to Galilee instead of a closer location in Jerusalem to tell the disciples of a risen Jesus. The confusion may arise in the interpretation of the departure, which consists of an idiom in the Greek that translated that literally means, quote, to return to oneself, to go back to one's place or abode, end quote essentially to go back home. Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 12, also says Peter went back home after looking inside the empty tomb and seeing the wrappings that had clothed the body of Jesus. Peter probably did not have a home in Jerusalem. Or, though it is possible to translate that this phrase as they, quote, they went back home, end quote, it could be misleading. More likely, the disciples went back to where they were staying. John noted that Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, went to the tomb at Mary Magdalene's urging. Mary originally went with spices to anoint the body of Jesus, but discovered the stone rolled away. She ran to tell Peter and the other disciple the disturbing news. After the men left, Mary Magdalene stood outside the tomb, probably facing toward the entrance. Although she was positioned outside, she was able to bend over to look into the tomb. These crypts were small underground chambers 
that would allow one to enter, but they would not have had enough room in a large, for a large gathering. Additionally, this interment served only as a first burial because Jewish bodies eventually would be placed in, in an ossuary. Ossuary is O-S-S-U-A-R-Y box during the final stages of burial. Mary was so distraught. She was crying or weeping at the sight of the mausoleum. As she peered into the grave, she was astonished to see two angels dressed in white robes. One was seated at the place where Jesus' head would have been, while the other was sitting at the foot. Section 3 is entitled, Mary's Encounter with Jesus. We read John 20, verses 13 through 16. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had said thus, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him. And I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Section 3 Mary's encounter with Jesus. Recognizing Mary was completely distraught. The angels sought to comfort her by asking why she was crying. She replied, someone had taken Jesus from the tomb and she did not know where they had put his body. Mary did not yet realize Jesus was resurrected, although Jesus had assured them he would rise. As soon as Mary replied to the angels, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not recognize him. This may not make good sense to us. How could she not recognize Jesus after being such a faithful follower? However, we must remember Mary was grief stricken and likely was surprised and startled to see anyone else at the tomb at such an early hour. Also, although she had been assured of his resurrection, Mary was taught such during much happier times. Now, during a period of anguish, she was not thinking rationally. The statement, she saw Jesus standing there, 
seems inconsistent with what follows. Since a literal translation of, quote, she saw Jesus standing there, end quote, might imply she recognized who he was. It may be better to render this verse as, quote, she saw a man standing there. It was Jesus, but she did not know it was Jesus, end quote. As the angels did, Jesus also asked Mary why she was weeping. But he also asked whom she was seeking. Mary's mind seems to have been clouded and confused as she thought Jesus was the gardener. In her incessant grief, Mary asked if he was the one responsible for removing Jesus' body from the crib. Although she did not get a reply, Mary stated that if he would tell her where they placed Jesus, she would go and reclaim his body. The spirit of Mary's love for and dedication to Jesus was on full display. Jesus did not allow Mary to continue. He called her name, Mary. At this point, she seemed to recover from her fall and responded by calling him Rabuni, which in Aramaic means, quote, teacher, end quote. As Mary recognized Jesus, she shifted from an intimate position of calling his name, Jesus, to that of a more formal stance of address as teacher. This indicates Mary recognized the teaching of Jesus and confirmed the resurrection he predicted. She came out of her inconsolable state of grief because he indeed had risen. Section 4 is entitled, Mary Follows Jesus' Command. We'll wrap up the verses by reading John chapter 20, verses 17 and 18. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Mary follows Jesus' command. In her excitement, John noted Mary reached out to embrace Jesus. This passage traditionally has been cited as Jesus telling Mary not to touch him. The Greek word for touch is Hapto, H-A-P-T-O. However, it also means, quote, to grasp or clinch, end quote. The Douay Reims Challoner renders this translation as, quote, do not touch me, end quote. While the New International Version reads, quote, do not hold on to me, end quote. Lua and Nida's Greek-English lexicon reads, quote, do not hold on to me, end quote, which echoes the English Standard Version's, quote, do not cling to me, end quote. According to re these renderings, Mary actually touched Jesus before he continued, 
I have not yet ascended to the Father. End quote. The King James Version translated, quote, touch me not, end quote, has caused many interpreters to wonder why Jesus could not be touched. The NIV translation is more accurate, for he certainly was not untouchable. Nonetheless, the Lexam Greek English renders this portion of the verse as me ego apto, meaning, quote, do not touch or grasp me, end quote. The idea of Mary touching Jesus possibly may be overplayed to believe that by touching Jesus, she somehow would contaminate him. John seemed to indicate Jesus ascended to his father somewhere between the time at the tomb and the time when Jesus did allow the disciples to embrace him and, in the case of Thomas, even touch and examine his wounds. Nonetheless, we are given a perspective that Jesus did ascend to heaven. Mary was then given a command to go and tell the brothers about Jesus' plans. This group whom we would refer to as the disciples are identified as the close associates of a well group of a group of people having a well-defined membership. Brothers refer specifically to fellow believers in Christ. Additionally, this term indicated both men and women believers. John concluded this section by reporting that Mary followed Jesus' command and told the brothers she had seen the Lord and all the things he said to her. Whether they chose to believe her or not is not the primary issue. Jesus appeared to Mary and granted her the honor of being the one who first preached the good news of his rising. To wrap up our Bible lesson, Mary Magdalene has been touted as a prostitute, but this is not found in Scripture. Repeat, this is not found in Scripture. John chapter 8, verses 3 through 11 is one source used to label Mary as the woman who was caught in adultery. However, that woman was not named, and she was not a prostitute. She was an adulterer. Probably, the idea of Mary being a prostitute probably originated with Pope Gregory I, the Great, who served as Pope from the year AD 590 to 604. The son of this sort of proclamation by one of the Holy Fathers was not the first deterrent to women in ministry, but continued to distort the rightful call of women. God is the only one who decides who is invited into his ministry. Mary showed her loyalty to Christ by being the first evangelist to witness others about his resurrection. She was one of several women that were mentioned in today's lesson who showed loyalty to Christ. Mary did so by being an evangelist and Joanna may have done so by helping the Jesus movement with her resources and connections. Susanna demonstrated her loyalty by being present when others deserted the Lord. Loyalty is not tested in quotidian moments, 
but in times when valor and commitment are needed. Our hashtag for today's Bible lesson is hashtag Mary too. Mary was a witness to and support his ministry. What Marys do you know? Shout them out on social media. Share your views and tag us at CJCooper929 on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook, Chad Cooper. And use hashtag Sunday School Sundays, hashtag The Old Soul Podcast, hashtag Mary2. And that's T O O. Discussion question time. Ask some people to talk about a time in which they talked about their faith outside of the church. What is the most hurtful betrayal that you have experienced? Why was it so hurtful? Ask some people that's reading this lesson as well. What would you do if you encountered a pair of angels at a grave of a loved one? Why do you think Mary recognized Jesus when he said her name? Was her recognition of him tied to his voice? Our home daily devotional readings. The DDR. Here they are, Monday. Paul reflects on his ministry. 2 Timothy 4, verses 9 through 18. Tuesday, greetings to saints in, Je- in Jesus Christ. Colossians 4, 7 through 15. Wednesday, the Holy Kiss strengthens ministry bond. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 23 through 28. Thursday, ministry shifts from Jews to Gentiles. Acts chapter 18 verses 4 through 11. Friday, Roman official refuses to settle dispute. Acts chapter 18 verses 12 through 17. Saturday, greetings to all sisters in ministry. Romans chapter 16 verses 1 and 2. Verses 6 and 7, verses 12 to 13, verse 16. Sunday, Priscilla, key outreach minister. Acts chapter 18, verses 1, 2, and 3, verses 18 to 21, verses 24 through 26. Romans chapter 16, verses 3 and 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19. That is another episode of the Theo Soul Podcast, our Sunday School Sundays episode. As we said earlier, you can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at CJCooper929. We look forward to, to as you interact with us in dialogue on all things of theology uh, as well as sociology. Please give us some feedback as we go over these Bible lessons. We hope that it has touched you in a way that will strengthen your faith or lead you to the faith in Christ. 
on Facebook, you can look us up on as Chad Cooper. If you feel led and would like to donate, you can do so via Cash App. Dollar sign CJ Cooper 22. This has been another episode of the Theoso Podcast, where theology meets sociology along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. God bless and take care.